Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yes, indeed, we are the Odd Couple, and we are all the way live from the TireRack.com studios. Now, listen up. Test your skills on prize picks this football season for a fun way to win up to 25 times your cash. That's right, 25 times the amount you currently have in your pocket. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Visit prizepicks.com slash odd 100 and use this code. ODD100, that's odd 100, for a first deposit match up to $100. You can do that today. And uh, interesting topic we're about to delve into. You heard last hour, if you're listening to some of the commercial breaks, about the beef between Steve Smith and Jerry Judy. Now, Rob G., you want to summarize that? And I know we have some sound of it too, right? I mean, I could summarize it, but Steve Smith he must be going to broadcast school because he kind of summarized the backdrop and then went into it on his own without okay. me having to explain it. Take a listen to Steve Smith Sr. last night on the NFL Network pregame show. For a short while ago, yeah. Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy was walking by and Steve yeah. called out to him. I called and he got a different reaction. I called out to him because uh, on my podcast, Cut To It, I just talked about guys that maybe have not um, showed up in a way or in a manner. And so the word that I've used uh, to describe him in the past was a jag, just a guy. Just a guy. And so when I saw him, he's playing well. I wanted to say to him face-to-face, like, hey, I know I said some things in the past I probably shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to say to him. His response, Mike Rob and Bucky, was ninja. 
Ninja. Yes, I'm using the word ninja. That's I'm just using the word ninja. I don't mess with you. And it was a it was a curse word. And so I was like, all right. And then he repeated it. So I'll say it again. I'm sorry that I said you were a jag, just a guy who's an average wide receiver that you use a first round pick on that isn't doing anything. I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't showed up in the last couple of years since they drafted you. So if you ever got a problem with Agent 89, I'm sorry for saying that you're an average wide receiver that they eventually will move on. And when teams call me and asking, should they trade for you? I will say, no, don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism from people who watch specifically, can he be a wide receiver? He could be a wide receiver. He's a tier three. Go back into the studio. I'm done now. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Rob, you didn't like it. No, it's not that. I just think it's unprofessional. And and this is where we this is where we cross. Uh, Dak, if you're Dak Prescott, okay. Here, here, let me let's let's rewind first, Chris. Players have criticized us. You didn't play in the league. How can you criticize us? How can you tell us about us? You didn't play in the league and this and that. So that was their battle cry. They don't want to hear from us because we're. Uh, journalists, and, and this is what we've done, and we've analyzed or whatever. So that was their first pushback. Then the players, now they're reporters, and they want to interview people, and now uh, it's, a, it's fine. Sure, they could uh, give their analysis or whatever. That's what they do. But the language and the stuff, to call Dak Prescott, and this was Shady McCoy, right? Oh, yeah, this is a to, Okay, so you're not just talking about Steve No, I'm just talking about, talking about all of just. Said Dak Prescott is ass on on television. Like like seriously, you you could say that he didn't play well or what ass. That that Chris, could you say that on first things first? Call Dak Prescott ass. Probably didn't he say it on uh, speak? Yeah, he said yeah, it on speak. So I could say it. I mean, I wouldn't, but you could. I could. I guess. Okay. The, 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 I mean, that shows just right after ours. That, that's what I'm talking. I'm talking about. I, I should say you. Okay, I, I yeah, just don't I think you would go to that. I don't think you would go to that. Right. I don't think you would. Would I? Yeah. Say, would you? I, would yeah. you? No. Uh, and you know James Harrison on NBC. James Harrison been doing NBC for ten. Rodney Harrison. I'm sorry for for right. what is it? Ten, fifteen years. How long has he been doing it? Twelve, fifteen, twelve years. Chris, NBC. I don't think that long, but but it's several. A long time. Yeah. Oh, I think it's close to that. Uh, and. And he talked about who was the quarterback. It was the quarterback, right? Zach, Wilson. uh, Zach, Zach Wilson's garbage or what? Garbage. Like, okay, not a good quarterback. We don't think he's good. You could. There's a lot of garbage. Now, these are coming from guys who have played in the league and supposedly have some sort of compassion as to how hard it is to play this game. They know about it. It's not always – you know what I mean? Like, they're supposed to be the compa- compassionate ones because they've lived it. They seem to be way harsher, and you've seen this, Chris, with uh, LeBron James and Paul Pierce, and just harsher on the players. Well, Barkley, of course. Uh, Barkley. They, they allow, most of them push back on Barkley, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, then, then, then reporters would ever be. Uh, I'm not saying that reporters have never crossed a line or said something, but I'm just saying – uh, some of these things are just, to me, unprofessional. There is a way of criticizing people, 
And to call somebody garbage or what was the other term? I just uh, ass ass. To me, I I could see where another player would have an issue uh, and want to say something to you or push back to be called that. that. That's it. Not that they're beyond you can't criticize them. I'm not saying that these guys can't criticize them. And I don't know what the Steve Smith thing is. It just it just this is me. I don't know that they know each other or whatever. Sounds personal. Well, Steve. Sounds personal. I, and Rob G, correct me if I'm wrong, because initially, after, like, he, he said he wanted to apologize to Jerry Judy, and then Judy wasn't having it. So then Steve started talking, obviously, and it sounded like initially he still was apologizing. Like, I'm sorry I said this, but then he it was a twist, and it, it sounded like he was saying, if any team calls me about you, I'm going to tell them don't trade for you. Isn't that what you got? Because it sounded like like at the end, I think that was personal. Because That's what it sounded like. Yeah, if he had, if he had Rob still, even after Jerry Judy, Judy blew him off, if you really were going to apologize because you think he's playing better, as you said, then you should have said that afterwards. You should have said, look, he didn't have time for me. That's fine. But he is playing better. And I, I do want to, you know, I meant what I said. Um, I'm sorry for the criticism I la- launched at him earlier because this year he's been playing better football, and I think he's beginning to improve. Like, you would have kept that. I remember, Rob, I covered Stephon Marbury when he was with the Brooklyn Nets. And we had an issue because he didn't like a story I read. With the New Jersey Nets back then, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, New Jersey Nets, right. And I was with the New York Times. And he didn't like a story I wrote, so he stopped talking to me for like two-thirds of the season. Mm -hmm. But I kept writing what, what I saw as the truth. So if he was playing well, I didn't let the fact that he wasn't talking to me you know, stop me from writing. He's playing well. You got. I right, thought he right. got snubbed from the All Star team that year. I wrote it, even though at the time he wasn't talking to me, and it ended up. You know, he saw that. Look, this dude's being objective. He's not letting it get personal, and we ended up making up. You know, and it was cool. And so I just think that's where Smith didn't handle it professionally. But I'll say this, because Steve Smith is a tough dude. And I think he was professional just by keeping it, or somewhat professional, just by not (laughs) getting into a fight with Judy because that dude is known to do that. But I also think, Rob, I think our society has changed. And I hear you. I wouldn't use that language to describe players and stuff like that. But now people saying all sorts of stuff. And stuff is, you know, more stuff is permissible in society. And certainly 10, 15, 20 years ago, you wouldn't have been able to say that about a guy. But now people say it, and it it ends up driving ratings, and people get into it, and it's a beef, and you know what I'm saying? And so it kind of comes with the new territory, I guess. But I think your point you're making is that the, the athletes always get mad at the journalists when they're critical of them, but it's the ex athletes, your own peers often who are really more critical and, and even they'll take it to a personal level. Right. Most journalists will just keep it on. You know, he's not playing well. 
Um, but I'm not going to get into what he is like as a person or anything like that. Or, or right, or use that kind of – I just couldn't imagine, you know, using that like somebody – like Dak Prescott for whatever. You might say he's a top 15 quarterback or he can't win the big game or whatever. But to just call a guy, you know, ass on national television. I mean, that's is, really unusual. I, I do think – and I can't think of somebody off the top of my head, Rob. But I wouldn't be surprised if there you could find some tape of journalists – calling a player garbage. Like it's particularly in a debate format. And I again I nothing comes to mind. I can't I can't but I wouldn't be surprised I was if, stunned if, or to hear trash that. Yeah. or something like that. I wouldn't to be surprised. To hear both to hear of that. those. And it's just interesting. And and uh for players and, and Chris, you know, we already know and we, we talk about it all the time. Most of the time it's the other way where they're playing uh, you know it's uh you know they 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 play nice and they're playing with mittens and and they're not trying to hurt each other you know what I mean <laughs> they, like like they, they yeah some of them are taking those mittens off right, right. like <laughs> like before it would be like what well, well, right, dude can we get a right. pushback can we can you say something like everybody's great this is, is more this... real you got to say that yeah this is I, more it, real like, you, I like you, I like real you, but I I right. think there's a there's a certain degree if you want to if you want to do this job. And you want to be on and have people look at you and take you seriously. Like there's a there's a degree of your language, Chris. The language that you use with your family or friends isn't the language you would use to do a job on a network. That's why he went to apologize. It was on his podcast. You don't think right. he apologized for no reason? I bet you somebody there said, "Dude, don't use that." Like you know what I mean? I, I doubt that. I bet. I, really? I don't, I don't agree. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I think, think so. he felt. I think he felt like he was playing better. And he cuz Rob, it, it, I mean, you you get a lot like even broken English. Uh which even I'll use sometimes. I mean, you can get away with that now whereas there was a time when you couldn't. Uh or slang terms and stuff. And I know these are, you know, the off-color language what we're talking about, but Yeah. I, you I, know, you can just say things that in the past, you could not have gotten away with. And so, and I think the debate culture, you know, has loosened things up too. And people, you know, feel, you know, freer saying stuff. But um, the bottom line is that the athletes don't want to be criticized by anybody. And that's human nature, you know. And I wonder, Rob. It's not human nature when, it, you, when, you, when you have a public job. I mean, you have a public. To we talk care about, what people say? No, no, no. That, that, that somehow you think that you're going to be beyond no, but criticism. You still, but you, no, no. But it still bothers people. It still can bother you even if you, you, you understand it comes with the territory, but it still can bother you. That's what I mean by that's human nature. But I wonder, Rob, and it, it seems like it may. If it bothers athletes more coming from another athlete or an ex-athlete than coming from a journalist, because they can write off something we say as, oh, they don't, you know, they they jealous or they they never played or they don't know what they're talking about. But when somebody that you know was a baller or even just played in the league, maybe they weren't even that good. But maybe, do you think it hurts more coming from another player or former player? No, I, I just think it's I, I think it's the harshness. Especially they would think that a player yeah, you know, like part of that, Chris, but I think it's the harshness of it, uh, compared to uh compared to uh, a, a 
a journalist giving you some, hey, he's not playing well, or this, these are his numbers. You don't might not like to hear them, or you don't want to hear them. I just think they, I think sometimes they come off very, very harsh, and I think that's the part. I, I think journalists can be harsh too. Yeah, I, I don't and, know. And I'm not saying harsh. there aren't any. I'm There's just saying, no but I but mean, some of these of late, some of these of late on on the the Zach Wilson I mean, where he tried to get somebody to call him trash, right? He tried to set up. I can't remember who the player was. To basically no, co-sign. It was Chris Jones and, and yeah. Rodney Harrison. Okay, even but that's Chris one jo- word. even even but Chris can, Jones even Chris Jones wouldn't player, do it. You could call a player trash without using that word. Is that that much better? I mean, it's not that word, but let's not act like you can't bruise somebody's ego in, in a quote unquote professional way. You know, I mean, there there are buzzwords that. Yeah. that you know, I'm, it doesn't it bothers me, me as unprofessional on some of these I mean, situations. It's, it's, That's just a lot me. of what what is on what is professional now wasn't professional 20 years ago or <laughs> 15 years ago. So it, things have changed. All right, it's the they haven't changed that much because people don't like it. They still put. I mean, it's not like if if I, if, I, if, I if, if it if it really changed. Any sleep. No, but if it really changed, then those people wouldn't would have just shrugged and said, "Oh, that's just how it is today," and that and what they would have left it at what that. What people? Uh, Judy, it? yeah, the, no, all the wouldn't. people. Why not? Because when, when you're cause saying when that this is when, normal when now, that's what you just said. It's when normal. When journalists criticize them without using that language, they still get mad. It's not like that's the that word set them off. They don't like it, it, they don't like it's that word that set those words no, set them off. Yes, Rob, has, has a player ever jumped on you for something you said, or or even if you didn't see him, you just know that they were upset. It's not because I'm not you saying that you can't. I'm not saying you can't be that word. But, but I, I but, just can't. I'm talking about the idea that you would go on national television and call somebody at, that he's ass. Like, like I just, you could say he's. I, I think that's a uh, a word. If you're if you're sitting at home and you're Dak Prescott and you're watching this show, I would be offended. I, but forget about forget about the criticism that I'm not a I'd good quarterback. I would dude be offended. Sat there and was like, yo, he he's terrible. He cannot throw the football. I'm sorry. He's missing receivers left. That's going to bother you too. I mean, just because you said he's ass, I mean, yeah, okay, I get it. It's off-color language. But, dude, you ripped me to shreds in, in perfect English. That's not going to make me feel good either. It's not about whether you're going to feel good. I'm not saying <laughs> you would feel see, good. I'm right. offended. 877 I mean, no, like, People are offended. They've been offended before athletes were using that language. Shacked in a fool, right? They, I mean, J- JaVel McGee was upset about that. All right, 877-99 on Fox. Your turn to weigh in on athletes being critical or ex-athletes being critical of current athletes and the language they use, the way they do it. Do you think it's unprofessional? You heard Steve Smith. Rob used the LaShawn McCoy example as well. Rodney Harrison. There's some others. So uh, just your opinions on that. It's the I Couple, Chris and Rob, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're live from the TireRack.com studios. Test your skills on prize picks this football season for a fun way to win up to 25 times your cash. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Visit prizepicks.com slash I100. Use this code ODD100 for a first deposit match up to $100 today. 877 99 on Fox, we're talking about athletes, ex-athletes, criticizing uh, current athletes once they become media members. Your thoughts? All right. Let's kick it off with Andre in Massachusetts. You're on the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. What up, Dre? How you doing? Thanks for taking the call. Listen, uh, with this uh, athletes and, and their takes on, on current players and, and going with the hot take, going with the sensational, the disrespectful, it just um, – it dumps down the conversation. It's unprofessional, and it doesn't speak well for them 
as analysts. Now, Rob, when you talk about like, the difference between journalists, yes, we live in an in- information age, so everyone can be a blogger, everyone right. can have their own post, so on and forth. But there is a difference. There is a training that goes into being a skilled reporter, just being some, just being somebody that sees the game. And my point with this is, Rob, you know this as an academic, you got to publish or perish. You need to put three articles out. Into, you need to expand the body of knowledge in order to stay a, stay a part of that community. It's not just anybody with opinions and ideas. We all have opinions and ideas. Right. But there's a difference when you are actually adding something to the conversation. So back to Steve Smith, you know, he's been a you know, commentator for some. You didn't add anything to the dialogue by, by going personal. You know, that didn't help. It felt uh, personal. You know, it sound, just felt personal. Well, after, yeah, at the end is where he left his professionalism at home. Uh, before talking a little bit about Judy, that's your opinion. That's an analysis. Okay, cool. But yeah, it got personal at the end, no doubt. All right, Dre, thank you. Appreciate the call. Matt in Los Angeles, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Matt? Hey, I really like the show. Thank um, you. I, I just wanted to agree with Chris on this one. I think uh, ex athlete criticizing an athlete makes it worse. I mean, because let's say if I was on Twitter and said, oh, I hate the odd couple, it's the worst show ever, you know, you'd be just like, oh, it's some troll online. But if someone who was a broadcaster had been a show or worked for the years says, oh, I hate the odd couple, it's a bad show, that might sting more. Because, you know, you, you no, wouldn't agree fair. necessarily. No, but, but, but it's the language that I'm talking about. I, it's not about just criticism, of course. I get that. If, if, if Stephen A. Smith went on a rant about me and Chris Broussard and called us names. Not not about just names. Well, he he did not, no, not he didn't call us names. I'm just he saying I'm just somebody names. I'm saying, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. No, I know. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I'm t- I'm talking about. Uh, if, so journalists if, are doing it too. Yeah, well, I, I, it's it's no good. I I don't like it on any on any level like that. I just think there's a way of handling it. You don't have to go to that. That's just me. But I, that's my point, uh, Matt. Is yeah. it's just to me, it just came off as unprofessional. That's it. Yeah, and I agree with you. It's not very interesting to just say, "Oh, they stink." Yeah, what anybody could say that's easy. That's too easy, right? Thanks, Kevin in Culver City. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Kevin? What's up, fellas? Legendary show. Um, look, this all started with a man by the name of Charles Barkley. It cost him Michael Jordan. You gotta be no holds barred, and you gotta just tell it like it is. I've heard him tell players they're jackasses, they're stupid, they suck. He's done it. Terry Bradshaw called Mike Tomlin the cheerleader. Terry Bradshaw. I think that's. Right. I think that that I brought this up the other day when we talked to uh, John Harris in the book. Like you yeah. could criticize him, but to call him a cheerleader, I, I just think that's a low blow. And what does that mean? And I, I've never heard anybody push back or ask him. Well, 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 you're saying he can't coach at all? Is that you're saying? He's got pom-poms, and he doesn't know anything about football. Like, what are you saying to call a man a cheerleader? For real. I think it's disrespectful. Yeah, and we've heard it before. And I'm telling you firsthand, firsthand from Steve Smith, he said when he retired, he said, I retired as an NFL player, now I'm an analyst. So he all he he told us he was going to be no holds bar, and it's going to cost him some you know st- stuff with guys, and they might not like what he says, but that's how he's going to be. And I think he cuts his cloth more from the the Charles Barkley lineup. You know what? 
if I think you're whack, I'm going to call you whack. And you might not like it, but, you know, I got to get the commentary how I see it. And he's a receiver, too. So it might be more personal for him because he might be saying, hey, man, you got all the ability, maybe more ability than me being a, a – Kevin, there's man. another and way of saying that. Well, there's, another, there's another way of saying that you could be critical. I'm not – dude, I, I I'm critical. Think, Steve, I'm trying to think of the uh... – yeah. That's just another Steve way Smith's of saying quote. it. I don't think he even used that language. I think you're talking more about Shady McCoy and Rodney Harrison. No, those are the ones that really. Yeah, you know. I don't think Steve Smith. I, I'm trying to remember. I don't think he used like off-color language or anything like that. All right. Um, Dion Shadur and Shiloh. That's next. But first. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Steve DeSager with the update. Steve. Guys, the Steve, baseball. Steve, keep it clean, please. Okay? Thank you. I'll try very hard. Baseball's ALCS starts Sunday night on Fox TV. Texas at Houston and Rangers veteran pitcher Max Scherzer with the strained shoulder through a bullpen session today says he's ready. He was not on the roster for the divisional round. The Arizona Diamondbacks are still alive. They'll be at Philadelphia for game one of the NLCS on Monday night. Veteran baseball reporter Bob Nightingale says the D-backs are trying to replicate what the crowd noise is going to be like in Philly. So during their batting practice, they had a tape left over from the COVID season where there was no fans. They've been piping in loudly the crowd noise tape that they have getting ready for Philly, which, of course, has been superb at home. That's just an incredible atmosphere to watch for playoff baseball. In fact, the Phillies in their current ballpark had the best postseason record, 26-11. and 11. That winning percentage, about 700, currently stands as the best for any team in any ballpark in the history of the postseason. The Mets at Shea Stadium were 26-13. and 13. Again, Phillies 26-11 and 11 at home so far since they built the place. Braves pitcher Kyle Wright will likely miss next year after surgery for his throwing shoulder. He was this year 1-3, and three, ERA about 7. A year ago, Wright for the Braves led the majors in wins. 21 and 5. Brewers star pitcher Brandon Woodruff, an all star a couple of times, could be missing next year after shoulder surgery today. And Twins outfielder Byron Buxton has knee surgery, hoping to play center field next year. There are three college football games tonight. Colorado will be hosting Stanford 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Colorado star Travis Hunter, who missed three games after taking an illegal hit, might be back playing tonight. In the opener to the season, Hunter had 11 receptions on offense and an interception on defense, played 129 snaps. If he plays tonight, he'll be on a snap count. Fresno State of the Mountain West, 5-1 and one this year, is tied 7-7 at Utah State late first quarter. And in the final minute before halftime at Memphis, Memphis Tigers have just scored to take a 14-10 lead on Tulane. Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson is out again Sunday with a shoulder injury. He missed practice all week with a bruised rotator cuff. A report in Cleveland says Watson could miss weeks with this. Quarterback of the Giants Daniel Jones is out this weekend with a neck injury. Carolina running back Miles Sanders out and out for Detroit. Lions running back Jameer Gibbs. Back to you. All right. Thank you, Steve. It's the Odd Couple, Chris and Rob. Live from the TireRack.com studios. If you like using debit over credit, which I do, shouldn't you also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases. No fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. 
Not too late, Rob. It's your call. <laughs> you good? It's on you. What? Uh, where are we? We're talking about. We got time, man. We yeah, got time. We're, we're which to- it's up to you. I ain't, yeah, ain't going to push we're it. We're talking about Dion. Let's do it. Well, we don't have to. Yeah, let's do it. You don't want to address it? No. Let's All talk right. about Dion. Uh, Rob G, tell us the deal with Dion Shadur and Shiloh. Yeah, this is a very interesting story because um, the Colorado Buffaloes this week had some NFL scouts at their practice, which is not unusual. It happens pretty much all around the country. And um, But this week, they had a scout from the uh, Atlanta Falcons on hand. And as Dion is wont to do, the entire exchange, on the field at least, was being recorded as part of his you know, social media push that he's been doing now for years. And on the video... Uh, The Atlanta scout was asked about, hey, what are the chances of you guys, you know, picking up some players? And Dion says, hey, tell him what I told you. Tell him what I told you. And the scout says, let me get the exact quote because I want to make sure I do it accurately. He says, we ain't coming back to the A unless we bring in the Sanders boys, both of them. Which has led some to say, hey, if it means getting the package of Shadur, Shiloh, and possibly Dion, would an NFL team go for it? Well, it sounded to me like he was just talking about his sons, um, first of all. Uh, and I would – now, look, if a team drafts Shadur fifth or whatever, or first for that matter, um, you know, if it's two years from now, uh, I don't think Dion's going to be able to make them draft Shiloh. But – if it came down to, if I think Shadur is like a top quarterback and he's a franchise quarterback, I would certainly take what might be a mediocre cornerback or whatever uh, to get a franchise level quarterback. So, it, I mean, it, I don't, again, I don't, I don't see how Dion forces that, but if I, if you somehow could, I would gladly draft maybe a mediocre corner or safety or whatever to get a franchise-level quarterback? I I don't know. I just, you know, whenever you start finagling and bringing people in because people other people are making demands, I just think that's a hard road to toe. And then you put yourself, once you do it, you add and put yourself in a tough spot. So I, I just, I would stay away from it if, if he wants to play – and we can get him, you know, and, and on, on somebody's merit. It's not that I would be against his brother, but on his own merit. But I wouldn't be involved in that if I was in the front office or the GM. You got you to gotta earn your keep because you they'll you lose respect from the other players if they realize, like, oh, this is a package deal. He really shouldn't be here or he shouldn't be on the team. And the only reason he's on the team is because of X, Y, and Z and these kind of things. I, that That's just me. People do their own deals. Yeah, I mean, if they feel the like it. Had J.R. Smith's brother on the team for a minute. Um, I, Giannis, what do they have? They got two, two of his, his brothers, brothers now. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, on the one hand, you could say that player does he get the respect from the other players, or does he even feel like, man, I'm, I'm just here because of my brother. So you could feel that way, but on the other hand, you could say. He is making a couple mil, uh, you know, because of that too. So it, it's an interesting concept. I hear you though, as far as like, 
you know, you don't want to make a habit of letting players kind of dictate. And once you do it you and it's do. on there, then how are you going to tell somebody you can't do it? You know what I mean? It, the next it, star it, comes up around and says, I want my brother on the team. Yeah, it's happened. I mean, we've seen LeBron want, you know, get power, and sometimes players push back on that. Um, it, it, Magic, you know, when Magic Johnson played with the Lakers, right? And it's not just from the, the you know, series winning time, but you know, I, I, Magic told me himself early in his career, some of the players thought he was too close to ownership, you know, and they didn't like it. That he was so cool with Jerry Buss, the owner. And so it can, you know, you just don't, it can put a player in a difficult situation, right? That could put Shadur in a difficult situation. You know what I mean? And players might look at him funny. So I I maybe Dion was talking tongue in cheek. I mean, he obviously knows he can't control that. It's, it's not, you know, Shadur's not gonna be a free agent. And even the talk, Rob, about not just Shadur, other players, oh, the NIL, they can stay longer. Well, at some point you gotta leave college. And and as far as I can tell, Rob. For the most part, there are aberrations, but for the most part, every year it's going to be a bad team with the number one pick. <laughs> so I don't know what you're waiting for, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's and, – and teams – right. First of all, teams are, teams are desperate. They need talent. But I think there's a fine line between trying to acquire talent and, and holding on to some integrity, Chris. And you know it. The biggest, the, the biggest thing you always have to make sure of is that you don't compromise the locker room and have people not have confidence that the people who deserve to be there deserve to be there. That's that's a that's a that's a t- and and that I think we brought we talk about all the time with Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow like that like like you 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 chip away at your own credibility when you put somebody in a spot that people don't think he deserves. And There's I, only so many spots. Right. That's the thing. Guys, and, it's, it's guys' livelihoods. Right. And you know, like, there's four guys who are tight ends who are better than him. You know what I mean? Like, right. and, and this guy's going to get a spot on the team? Like, that's a problem. All right. The odd couple. We're going to move to baseball. The best five teams in the league as far as records, gone. What do we make of it? That's next. Ah, couple. Chris and Rob, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am watching the uh, Miami Heat-San Antonio Spurs preseason game, and they just showed the Heat's projective depth chart, and... I mean, I, I should have realized this, but Jimmy Butler, his photo that we're going to see all year is the one he took on media day. Jimmy. I should have known that, but it just hit me. He looked like Jermaine. Remember the dude, Rob, that's saying, we don't have to take our clothes off. Rob, in fact, Alex, get in the crates. Jermaine Stewart. Jermaine Stewart, right. That's who Jimmy Butler looked like in those those pictures. But anyway... We're live from the TireRack.com studios. Uh, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Now, Rob, as I said, going into the break, top five teams record-wise gone in Major League Baseball. Some people have said they need to change the format. Rob Manfred, the commissioner, has said no. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, what is it? Uh, one in thirteen record for the top yeah. five teams, one, which is just unheard of. But what was it I, like in the past? This is the worst, obviously. No, this is I'm the worst. I, I don't remember that. I mean, the yeah. Yankees when they were winning that three out of four, three in a row, well, and four I mean, out of five. Like, just say the last, because obviously but they've they expanded it. With right, more but teams, they, right. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. But it just it seems weird to me. Uh, and I think he's right. The only thing that is. You can't go off for one year. Well, why did Houston? If all four lost, Chris, maybe you could use that. But Houston seemed to be okay, and they were able to uh, get to where they wanted to go, and they won their series pretty easily. You know what I mean? So I, I, I think that's what he's saying is like we have to see. 
And if you're baseball, you don't want it. I mean, to be honest, Chris, like you just— What, your top teams losing? Yeah, you don't want your top teams losing. So if this happens two or three years— and then you got to take a look at it. Then you're going to reevaluate it because you don't want the Dodgers to be at home. Right. You don't want Atlanta to be at home. You don't. I don't care what anybody says. There's some nice stories. Arizona's a great story, and it was great to see Minnesota in there finally win a playoff and all this. But you don't want those teams to be it's, going home. It's interesting, Rob, because and I'm going to shout out my man Nelson from uh, the garage I park in in New York City when I do First Things First. He says, and, you know, the last few days he's into baseball, and he's like, in the playoffs, you, he said, it don't matter what you do in the regular season. In the playoffs is when you find out who got kahunas. And to your point, Rob, I understand the questions about the format because I have them myself. But Houston don't have no problem with the format. Every year they get, they get busy. Philadelphia... Seems to be okay. Like, every anybody can have a bad postseason, but these teams, they seem to show up and be ready to perform when they need to. But that said, Rob, I think one way, you, what you might want to look at is um, making the from the divisional round on every series seven games. Because baseball want that. already is prone to, for, to upsets. No, I get it. because of the nature of the sport. And I think if you go seven, it's a better chance, at least, of the best team winning. I I, I get that. But I I think that this should ultimately – sometimes the playoff series are too long. Um, That's one of my criticisms of the NBA in the first round where the, you know, eight and one. And most of the time – not all the time, Chris. Most of the time – they're lopsided. Four-game sweep or, you know, like we go like, like, why are we even playing this? series when the other team doesn't even have a shot and then it's a seven game series. So that's why I'm saying like I would rather it be shorter to start, but you gotta figure out that's is it good is it good to be off from baseball? No. A sport that's rhythm based. Uh but how so you just need to take away the buy and I don't know if that means adding another team. You know what I mean? Right. But I just think the somehow, buy needs to come out. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I agree. Like like just you can't those guys shouldn't rest. They they just can't be off for a week. It sounds good. Let me get my guys uh, healthy and all that, right. but it doesn't work. I don't think you should make, though, let's say you get rid of the bye and you put that first round, that first seeded team in a uh, best of three. That You're going to have upsets. And I don't know. Yeah, nobody nobody's upsets. upsets. It's, it's, but you don't want, like, no, you just you, t- you, wanna, I think you should be rewarded. For being the best team in the regular season, but not four and teams. And I get it, not that you four get teams. Home. You know what I mean? Like it should just be the best. If you want to say the best team in the the best team, Chris, in the uh, in the, in but, each uh, division, you know, like not what, each division, like just the, the top two records in the American League and the National League. Those two teams. No, and, but I'm saying I don't think a buy is a is an advantage. No, no, baseball. no, but not a five or six game buy is what I'm saying. Like it was a like it was almost a week. That's the problem. I'm no, saying you got to right. shorten it, right? Oh, like make it three well, days. You know what I mean? It's like tough, it's tough to do that with the. I mean, you can, I guess, with the wild card though. If a wild card goes three, three games, then the team waiting on that wild card winner, it's gonna be five days. But you got to figure it right? out so that it's not. That's what I'm saying. Is like I, I get it. Like I on, think you just got to on get the fly. Rid of the it's hard. 
Yeah, and you really don't want to buy. I don't. I don't think anybody. It's it just sounds good. You know, we talk about it all the time. Let me right. get my team rested. I, I remember and it's legit when for football or basketball, and even in football, I remember when the Packers rested Aaron Rodgers at the end of a season. Chris, and then they had, you know, they had they rested him the game, the last game of the year. Then they had the bye, and then they didn't play until the following week. It was like three weeks. Remember when they lost to the Giants yep, at home? Yep. And I did and, that with Manning too. Yeah, and and yep, you remember that? And it was. I don't think that that's good to be off. You're used to playing, so being I think off it's that more long. So yeah, in baseball, but it's it's. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Um, but. You know, it is what it is, and you just got to show up. It's almost like the regular season is just a – it's like a you're playing just to get in the tournament and then want to qualify for the tournament. And then once you get in the tournament, Rob, anything can happen. Anything can happen. But that's just, you know, the nature of the sport, really. The best way to do it, Rob, was when they just had the winner of the American League versus winner of the National League as far as finding out the best team. But – it's not as fun. All right, keep it locked. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.